This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? Paul Jamison here in the ATL. It is hot in hot Atlanta, a hot summer day. Uh, thankfully, I'm in the air-conditioned studio today, though. Yesterday was uh, my day off. Had a great time at the pool. Did some grilling out, and uh, through TuneIn Radio, I listened to my Cleveland Indians play the New York Yankees, and uh, it kind of inspired me for it the message that I want to share today about momentum. I've been in business for over a decade now, and it's still a little bit of a mystery to me how momentum works, but I'm realizing more and more that momentum is real in our businesses. It's obvious in the sports world, and I'm going to give several examples uh, throughout the show today of how momentum works in sports and how one team will get really hot and everything will start going their way, and then they win the game. And I've realized as I've kind of reflected back on my business that momentum happens as well in business. And so the goal for me is to then determine what is usually the variables of when the momentum kicks in. Because if I can control what those are, then I can increase my chances to pick up that momentum and to experience more success day in and day out uh, in our businesses. And of course, uh, affecting our bottom line and, and our relationships and just every aspect and area of business. So I really um, have compiled a little bit of a list here that I want to go through uh, the things that I think that influence when I hit that sweet spot. You ever just have a really good day where, you, you know, your your employees are happy, your customers are happy, you make good money, everything just seems to be you know, falling into place and it just goes really smooth. I want more and more of those days and less days where, because it works the opposite way, when sometimes things are going bad, then it all spirals out of control often. And so I don't want those days at all, but I want those days where everything is smooth, profitable, and well. And uh, I'm going to share some of the things that as, as I just kind of study my own business and study my own life, I've noticed when the times have gone well, there's been some variables I feel like were probably in place. And then when things didn't go well, why didn't they go well? Before we get into the meat and potatoes, though, I want to thank today's show sponsor, Jobber. This episode of the Green Industry Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. Easy to use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at getjobber.com backslash IM backslash green industry podcast backslash to receive 20% off your first six months. And I included that link in the show notes. So if you want to get signed up and get your 20% off, go ahead and uh, click on the link there and it'll get you all set up. All right. So let's get started. I have so much uh, notes here and uh, it's going to be hard to get through all of them in one session, but we will try our best, Mr. Producer. I'm fired up about this because, well, many reasons. Number one, college football season's almost back. And uh, I love college football. I love NFL football. And it's just, especially living here in Atlanta, college football is a big deal down here. And I am really pumped up for the NFL season as well for my Cleveland Browns and, you know, the Atlanta Falcons. I got friends to play for the Falcons, the Arizona Cardinals, Los Angeles Chargers. It's it's wild, the, some of the friends that I've been able to get over the years. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for football season. And one thing that I've really noticed in football is home field advantage. When you have a crowd, I'm from Ohio, uh, Almond Landscapes, shout outs if you're listening, Caleb, <laughs> Columbus, Ohio, Ohio Stadium, 
It's got about 107, 108,000 seats in there. And I remember going to some Ohio State Buckeyes games back in the day, and that place would be so loud. And it would be third down and seven, and the crowd would be going crazy. And those players, it would inspire them to play to their potential. It would inspire them. It would give them a little bit of a nudge of, of encouragement to just give it all. They call it the 12th man because you got 11 men on the field, but then you got that 12th man is the crowd. It's the 108,000 people cheering on the Ohio State Buckeyes. They influence the game or whatever the, you know, the LSU Tigers have great fans and the Clemson Tigers have great fans. And in the NFL, my Cleveland Browns, that place is going to be uh, rowdy at First Energy Stadium uh, where the Cleveland Browns play this year. If you're listening, Brian Shane, you're Kansas City Chiefs. That's an intimidating stadium, Arrowhead Stadium. And so, um, the reason I share that, how does how in the world does that affect business? Well, do you have people cheering you on? Do you have people cheering you on? See, sometimes there's dreams, God-given dreams implanted in our heart. And because people speak negative over us or people, you know, put our, our dreams and desires down and say all these negative things, it deflates us. However, when we have people cheering us on and and saying, I, I, I believe in you. I, I, I see it. I, I tell my buddy Naylor all the time. I'm like, dude, I, he, he, he shares these pioneering, pioneering. Did I say that right? Marty pioneering, <laughs> pioneering visions of, of what he wants to see happen in the green industry. And I try to be as cheerleading. Like, dude, I believe in you. You got this. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. And when I see other people in, in life that I, you know, that, that they're budding into their destiny, I try to be a cheerleader. I try to encourage folks. And it's important in our business that we have a proper home field advantage, if you will, of people who are cheering us on, whether that's your wife, whether that's friends. And those negative voices, those naysayers, those people who are negative that are sucking the life out of us, we have to set up boundaries because we don't want them to influence us too much. Now, I know that sometimes, you know, relationally, there's people in our life that it wouldn't be appropriate to excommunicate them from our life or burn the bridge if you know if it's a close family member or just I'm not going to get into all the different details and situations because every individual and every detailed circumstance is going to be different. But it's healthy to have boundaries in my life. The people that influence what my eyes see and what my ears hear, I'm careful because I want friends in my life who they'll they'll tell me the truth, but they'll also be encouraging to me and they'll be, you know, my cheerleaders. They'll be my home field advantage. They'll be encouraging me to go for it. And I've really, you know, been analyzing who am I allowing to influence my life? Those, those very intimate friendships, those people that we spend the most time with every day, are they inspiring us? Are they encouraging us? Are they helping us to go into our destiny or are they sucking the life out of us? And it's important that we're always taking inventory on that because just as in sports, home field advantage is important and it it helps teams. You know, it helps superstars play like a superstar. It helps the average player to play even better than he normally would when that crowd's going crazy. I mean, I've been at some pretty cool uh, venues and sports. I was at the N- NFC Championship when the Atlanta Falcons played, uh, who'd they play? The Green Bay Packers, right? was it Seattle Seahawks? I was at both those games when the, the Falcons were in the playoffs. I think it was Green Bay. Yeah. And 
the Falcons won. That place was going wild all game long, and the Falcons fans are just cheering on the Falcons. The place was rowdy, and Atlanta wins to go to the Super Bowl. And I was, I drove home the def- defensive coordinator. He's my customer, and uh, I drove his wife to the game and, and her friends. And then um, after the game, I'm down in the locker room celebrating with the team, popping champagne in the uh, parking garage with the, the team. I obviously didn't drink the champagne. I was the, the driver, but it was awesome. It was awesome. The, the vibe in that place and everybody was just the momentum that was in that building. The, the Falcons got off to a great start and then everything just kept going their way all game. My boy, I think Ricardo Allen had an interception and there were just big play after big play in the crowd. And then Green Bay just never had a chance. They were deflated. They were on the road in a hostile environment and they would try to claw their way back in. And then the Falcons would have another big play. And then the Falcons, they went on to go to the Super Bowl. And in my business, I don't want to be that deflated away team that's just getting the life sucked out of them. I want to be that team that is in that sweet spot, is in that sweet zone, and everything is going their way. For today's Jobber Minute, I want to actually highlight an event that's happening next weekend in my backyard here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's actually in Alpharetta, Georgia, which is a lovely part of our city. It's the Impact Live ATL, hosted by Dirt Monkey University and Jobber. This is a loaded lineup here. Check out who's going to be coming to the ATL. Keith Kalfas, my guy from Michigan. He's an author, speaker, YouTuber, Instagram influencer, and uh, expert marketer, and uh, quite the comedian. He'll be here. Stan Genetic, uh, another speaker that's going to be here, the YouTube rock star, uh, business owner up there in Minnesota, a uh, good speaker. And of course, he knows his stuff about the construction industry. Phil Saros is going to be here. I love Phil's uh, information on bidding and estimating. Uh, he's been doing this a couple decades as well. Many other folks are going to be here and uh, I should be there. The only variable I got in play is my grandpa um, up in Ohio. He's not doing too well with his health. So I'm hoping old grandpa, 93 years old, he can hang on a little longer so that I can go to this event. But uh, if I am in Atlanta next weekend, absolutely, I will be there. Really looking forward to it. Impact Live ATL uh, with Dirt Monkey and Jobber. You can just Google that Impact Live ATL and uh, get all the information. It's August 23rd and August 24th here in my city. So last week, my favorite baseball team is the Cleveland Indians. They played the Boston Red Sox. And there's a life lesson that I took away from listening to this game about complacency versus determination. And when we get complacent, we put ourselves in a very vulnerable spot because we usually make mistakes when we get real comfortable and real complacent. However, when we have a focus and a determination we're usually more productive. And I really think that complacency can lead us into that place where things get stale and difficult and determination can help catapult us into momentum. Now, last week, the Cleveland Indians are playing the Boston Red Sox. And at the moment of this game, the Cleveland Indians are in first place of the wild card race. um, And Boston's like seven or eight games back. And so... Boston's season is on the line. If they lose this game, they lose a few more games, mathematically they're eventually going to be eliminated and their season's going to be all but but over. And the Indians have a little bit more uh, margin in the sense if they lose the game, it's not going to be great, but their season's not going to be over because they'll still be in first place of the wild card race. And 
I'm listening to this game on the radio because I I, I love listening to the um, the broadcaster, the Indians broadcaster, Tom Hamilton. He's just a, a broadcasting uh, role model to me, and I just really um, enjoy listening to him and, and, and take notes and whatnot. But I also like listening to the game. Well, as I'm listening to the game, I'm getting so mad because I, can, I just predicted early on in the, in the, the game, I'm like, Boston's going to win because Boston – and even the announcer said, he's like, man, Boston's treating this game like it's an elimination game in the playoffs. And they started making all these moves where they were going to their bullpen early and they were doing all these things that you normally don't do in a regular season game that you do in the dire moments of the playoffs when your season's on the line. And I'm like, they're going to win this game because they were determined to win. And their manager was make, Alex Cora, he was making these moves, these you know, basically, they were playing like we have to win this game no matter what, and they were so focused. And guess what happened? The Boston Red Sox won the game, and they beat the Indians. And I am fired up. I'm yelling at my radio. I'm like, "What are they doing? Like, come on! Like, even though the Indians are in first place in the wild card race, they're still seven or eight games behind the New York Yankees for the whole." American League. And I, if I was the coach or the manager, I'd be like, guys, let's go get first place so we have home field advantage in the playoffs because I understand how important that home field advantage is, how important momentum is in the playoffs. And the Indians are just out there just casually playing. Ah, we're in okay shape. And I got so mad. But I took away lessons how this works in our business. When we get complacent, and we just get ah well that you know this is kind of you you know we just kind of coasting through and just got everything kind of on autopilot and just get complacent. It's dangerous. But the Boston Red Sox, as much as I don't like them, I like the Indians. They were on their game. They were determined to win. They are making the moves to win. They were you know they had they were on the edge of their seat in the dugout. They were focused. They were cheering each other on. They were the best you know word I have is determined. They had determination. And there's been pockets of seasons in my business where I've had that determination, where I'm like, I'm going to go crush it. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to be productive. I'm going to be profitable. I'm going to get her done. I'm going to make adjustments. I'm going to make changes. Let's get this. Let's go. And when we have that proactive approach and we're determined, it's good. Now, I got to be careful on how I deliver this because desperation can be healthy, but it can also be unhealthy. And so there's a balance when we talk about determination and desperation. The the healthy version is when we're really, you know, focused and we're really being analytical and, and calculating how am I doing in this area of my business? How can I improve? How can I get better? And we're making wise, thorough, calculated decisions, not, you know, half-hearted, flippant, just uh, hasty decisions. When we make those hasty decisions, we just rush into things. We can really mess things up. And you don't want to be that desperate salesman. Uh, there's times where, you know, people who are in sales, they get desperate and you can smell it on them. You can take, you can just tell, oh, that person's desperate. I went into a cell phone store one time. All I needed, I think was a, um, maybe a, a charger, uh, for, I think I left my charger somewhere and Anyway, I walk in there, man, this guy was desperate to make a sale. He was doing backflips to sell me this and that. And I I was just kind of in my heart. I was like, I'm not buying anything, sir. Like I was very kind, but I'm like, all I need is a charger. And he, well, let me tell you, man, oh, you're playing. Oh man, you got to get an upgrade. And the dude just was desperate. 
to get the sale. And as a customer, it was a turnoff to me. I'm like, oh, like I, I could, I just felt like I need to go take a shower after being around this dude. Like it was, it was not good um, how he, he acted. So that's a bad, that's a bad, you, we don't want to get desperate like that dude, uh, but we want to stay on the edge of our seats. We want to stay innovative. We want to stay, you know, making sure that we are proactively studying our businesses. How can we be, you know, as profitable as possible? Because what happened in that game, Boston's playing with determination and they eventually got momentum. And I remember I was out on the mower. Brian Ring gave me. I'm mowing my big field at the house. Um, and I'm listening to the game and Boston's making all these moves. And next thing you know, they hit a three-run home run and 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 break the game open. Then they got momentum and then they never looked back. Uh, and they won the game. And so if we're going to walk into those strides of momentum in our business, we need home field advantage, meaning we need people who are encouraging us, people who are cheering us on, people who are edifying us, people who are positive in you know encouraging us to go after our dreams and goals. And we need determination. When we get into those times of complacency and just do, well, that's how we always done it. That's how we do it. And we're in a slippery slope. And so I want to make sure I stay aggressive. I stay determined um, and not get stale like my Cleveland Indians who just show up content. Like, oh, I, I don't even want to talk about it. Mr. Producer is laughing. Who do you like? The, the Braves? Yeah. No, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, and that's part of being a sports fan is like you, you can sit on the mower, sit on the couch and, you know, uh, criticize the people who are calling the shots. But that's one thing that gets on my absolute last nerves when I notice my team gets stale and complacent because I know nothing good is going to come from that. But when you're determined, proactive, aggressive, and smart, um, you know, you, you tap into that momentum better. Now, I got six more things that I've written down just as I've analyzed my business that I can do to put myself in a better foundation to try to tap into that momentum. And I'm going to have to go quickly through these because uh, I got I, I got a lot of time there on the home field advantage and on the determination. But I, I, those are both things that I'm passionate about, having the right people encouraging me and making sure that I'm I'm not getting complacent. I'm getting determined. Now, the next one is having the right customers. And if you haven't listened to my episode with Caleb Allman about vetting customers, check that message out. It's um, really one of my most popular podcasts and rightfully so because Caleb shares how he doesn't like wasting time on the wrong customers, but how he kind of sifts through his customers to find the ones that are going to be profitable and in his lane. And I really enjoy that um, conversation with Caleb and it really in my business, I've noticed when I've done jobs for the wrong customers, it's hurt our momentum because they try to manipulate you. They suck the life out of you. They're negative. They're uh, a pain in the rear end sometimes. And then that frustrates us. That frustrates the people, you know, our team members. And then it spills over into our other customers. And it's just, you got to nip that in the butt and, and by not getting those bad customers. And it takes, you know, I'm only a decade into business and I'm constantly learning how to discern people better, how, you know, little red flags when I see somebody say something or act a certain way. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think I want to work for them. And so just being very smart 
that we select the right customers. And I'll do a whole nother show on, you know, going deeper into kind of what Caleb was sharing about vetting customers. But it is important that we have the best customers uh, that will be, you know, at the right numbers with what we're charging them and that are that are pleasant folks to work with. And there's ways that we can put the ball in our court and how we communicate with our customers and, and making sure that they don't, you know, take advantage of us and get us in a bad mood. But it is an important part of the equation as a business owner. We're on somebody else's property and we're servicing their needs and we want to make sure that we're at the right place because that I've noticed as I look back on 10 years, I'm like, Ooh, I didn't like that project. I didn't like that project, man. That person sucked the life out of us and I'm getting better to stay away from those folks and work for folks where, okay, I really enjoyed that project. They were a delight to work for, man. It looks really good. We made good money on that and, and have those win-win situations. And with that being said about the right customers, We also want to have the right team members, not having people that work for us that are not doing, not doing well. We've all had somebody who's worked for us that it's just like, are are you kidding me? And I get in these conversations with friends in the industry where we're like, man, I hired this one guy and he acted like this and he did this and he did that and he did this and he did that. And we can often blame the person that we hired or, you know, was working for us, like pointing out the negative things in their life. But I always point the finger back to me. I was the one who hired them. It's not their fault. It's my fault. I should have never worked with them, whether it's an employee or subcontractor, whoever we are in network with it. We are in we are working with. We got to be careful that we're working with the right people. It's our decision. We choose. No one's forcing us to work with whoever. We have, we make those decisions who our subcontractors are, who our team members are. And both of those are important from our, our, our choosing the correct customers and choosing the correct team members. Because when we got the, we're working with the right folks, I can tell you stories that have been marvelous, delightful experiences where, for example, my tree, the tree company that I work with, they're awesome. Chance Wrigley and the boys. They're awesome. And so if I get a tree job, you know, I'll set it up. Let's say I charge $3,000. The way I have my business structured, I'm not going to go out there with, um, you know, my chainsaw and go do all this. Um, I'm going to have Chance typically come out with his boys. They'll drop the tree. They'll do what they got to do. And, um, you know, I'll make money because I'll, you know, I'll build, I I know my numbers. I know what I got to pay Chance. I know what I got to charge the customer. I know what I got to do. Uh, but there's just been so many times where, you know, Chance will come out, do an amazing job. My stump grinder, Scotty, I love him. He's a cool dude. He'll come out, clean up real nice. I'll make good money on the on the job. They're all happy. It's just a win, win, win. The customer's happy. My tree guy's happy. The stump grinder's happy. My bank's happy. You know, my profit's happy. Everyone's happy. Those are the situations where I get momentum because it's a it's a smooth job from the customers happy to my subcontractors are happy and my profit and loss statements happy and so those are what I'm looking for and and then I begin to gain momentum and then I'm in a good mood and then everything's going well and it just you ride that momentum and in that equation I got everything correct I have the right subcontractors 
uh, which I'm really blessed. I, just all across the board, from the guys who do our irrigation, the guys who do our trees, to the guys who do our um, design. I, I have been blessed now to really have the right people in the right places, and it's just gaining me momentum. I'm I'm really in a good um, in a good groove with having the right people, and then the other part of the equation is obviously in my balls and the balls of my court, making sure I have the right customer. Um, and once I got all those lined up, then it's really a delight and uh, it's a win, win, win. And that's uh, what I'm looking for. Now I'm going to go quickly uh, through the rest of these. I could spend a lot more time on them, but I've just noticed um, that they are important. Um, another one is sleep as business owners, you know, these athletes, LeBron James, I've talked about in a previous episode, Julio Jones, the wide receiver for, for Atlanta here, they they prioritize 10 hours of sleep um, for their bodies. Now, they go through a lot of training and a strain on their bodies, and so that's what they've determined they need to perform at their best, and that might be way too extensive. You know, that, that, that might be getting into laziness for us as business owners. We might not need 10 hours, but we do need to make sure we're properly rested. There's way too many business owners that, you know, don't get enough rest and I've just noticed, I'm just talking for my own life. When I'm well-rested and I'm at, I'm just in a good place physically, I perform better. I make better decisions. I'm, you know, less, I'm not as easy to get annoyed. I'm, I'm, I'm just more patient when I'm well-rested. And so in order to, 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 to latch onto that momentum and to set myself up, because I want to do all these small things right and then you know, get into those sweet zones where the momentum is just flowing, uh, but staying well rested, making sure I'm getting enough sleep is important. And so it's just simple little things like for me, not having my cell phone by me when I sleep, I used to have my cell phone by me and I'd get on, I'd be, you know, and I'd check, Oh, I got all these DMS. I'll fall, I'll, I'll message them back. And then I'll start watching TikTok or Instagram stories and then YouTube, and then one or two hours goes by, and it's way too late. And then next thing you know, I like to wake up at 5.30 every morning. I'm so tired in the morning, and maybe I hit snooze, or maybe I don't hit snooze, but I wake up, and I'm not fully rested. And then that that influences the momentum, because now I'm not at my best. I'm, not, I'm, I'm tired, because I didn't prioritize sleeping enough. And so I just make sure my cell phone, I put it over in the corner of the room. I have my charger, so it's at 100% when I wake up, and... I can't reach it. I'd have to actually get out of my bed, walk over the corner of the room to get it. And so that's just a little uh, life hack that I've done. And I, I make sure that the lights, I don't have any lights on in my room. Um, even little blue light from a, a, a device, I, I keep it real dark so that I can get a, a and cool, I get a good night's rest. Um, another one is nutrition. Uh, for me, I, I, I am in process of improving my diet and nutrition, but and we'll do um, shows. I got line uh, shows lined up with some of my fitness friends that will really help us out uh, with understanding how the proper nutrients will give us energy. Um, but you know, I try to keep my coffee for the morning because if I drink coffee too late in the day, then I don't sleep well at night because that caffeine takes eight hours to kind of work through the system. So I try to have my coffee in the morning, and then as I do put foods in my body throughout the day, I try to put the correct foods in my body. Uh, I do some water fasting. I'll, I'll do a whole show or, or series. A lot of folks ask me about a lot of stuff. I know I interviewed Jay Rizzi a little bit about his health journey. I'll share a lot more about my health journey in future episodes. But it is important to get that momentum. Our bodies 
you know, are very responsive to what we put in them. And if we're putting in junk food and not getting enough rest, it will eventually affect our decision-making in our business. So trying to, to take care of our bodies. And I mean, I know it's balanced and it's not, I'm not jumping through all these hoops. Like some folks go way overboard and it's, it's, seems like a burden and bondage. And I'm not saying go overboard, but I'm saying, Hey, let's be thoughtful and careful what we put into our bodies so we can perform our best. All right. Now this next tip to utilize momentum to our advantage is really important to me. And that's keeping everything organized. When I have everything in order and organized, just my personality and the way that I'm wired, then I'm more at peace. And when I have everything nice and neat and orderly and organized in my finances, in my house, in my car, you know, in my truck, when it's all clean and organized, then I'm just in a better mood and I make better decisions. And there's times when I get really busy, I bite off more than I can chew and my truck starts to get dirty. My house starts to get dirty. I get behind in my accounting and my finances and I begin to you know, not stay on top of things, then I, that's when I lose the momentum. That's when things start falling. And I've learned to really make sure that I stay organized. Saturdays typically is my day. Now that football's kicking back up, you know, it's a, it's a big day for college football for me, but I, I like to take Saturdays and really make sure everything's perfectly clean. I mean, I'll clean my house, re, you know, as perfectly clean as I can get it. I may run my truck over to the truck wash and um, get it nice and clean. And I just, I just, it's my, my one truck's old, 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 but I still keep it clean. There's a beautiful girl the other uh, few weeks ago. She said, Hey, that truck's old, but you keep it nice. You know, I'm like, yeah, I just, I like uh, things being organized and clean in my house, clean, clean, clean. Now I know some folks, they operate better when everything's just kind of all whatever. Well, that's just, that might work for others, but for me. If I want to stride into momentum, I like organization. I like my finances really orderly. I, I want to know what's going on with my numbers. What's my profit and loss for last month? What's my profit and loss for last quarter? What's my profit and loss for the year? What's my profit and loss for last year? I want to know my numbers. I, I try to keep my, my operation isn't, you know, tens of millions of dollars. So it's easy. It's not easy, but it's, if I'm on top of it and I stay on top of it, I can keep my numbers synced and I can keep my reports um, current. And I just like to know where I stand. What are my bank account balances at? What is my, and I can't wait till all my debt's gone, but what my debt balance is at as I continue to punch those things out of my life, as I continue to aggressively pay off debt, I just keep an eye on it. What's the balance? What? How much interest did I pay last month? Because I hate that interest working against me. I can't wait. I'm almost... I'm, 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 I'm in process of paying all that stupid debt off and then never looking back. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not into debt. I'm getting out of debt. But with that being said, being organized is important to me because when I know where I stand and my house is clean and my truck is clean and everything's neat, organized and in place, then I make better decisions and, um, wiser, uh, decisions. And last but not least, I, and this is important for me and that's that I'm living right in in my overall character in my life. I've noticed that when I start making poor decisions, there's poor consequences. There's negative consequences. And when I'm living clean, when I'm living right, 
when I'm doing, you know, I'm living in honesty and integrity and just doing the right thing, then that sets myself up for uh, more favor in my uh, relationships with my business customers and just life in general. And so I always, you know, try to do some checklists just to make sure that I'm, I'm living, um, you know, an honorable life um, because that is important uh, to me. And when I start, you know, if I start going down into compromise and usually the way my life works, things start going sour. And so just making sure that I'm uh, living in integrity, honesty, uh, doing the right thing um, is definitely an important um, because I just want to set the example to those who I'm around and to my future children and their children. Um, I want the, I want favor on my life. And I know that that um, comes by uh, living in integrity and living in honesty. So I still got a whole big list. Uh, we are out of time, um, but I might do a part two on this. Uh, just to recap today, though, living right, having things organized, being on top of my nutrition and sleep and having the right team members, having the right subcontractors, having the right customers, having home field advantage, having people in our life who are going to be cheering us on, just like the crowds at the football games are going crazy cheering for their teams, having those people in our life who are cheering us on, who are encouraging us, whether it's other business owners or family or friends, but having that support team that is in our court, that's cheering for us is so important. And then um, most importantly, I believe, is that determination. When we are focused, when we are aggressive in doing the right things and we have that, you know, we're on the edge of our seat, we're staying determined, we're staying hungry in a healthy way, we're staying desperate, then we really set ourselves up to get that momentum. It was no accident that the Atlanta Falcons, uh, you know, a few years ago went to the Super Bowl. They were prepared, they were talented, they were hungry. Unfortunately, there was no accident that Boston Red Sox last week when I was mowing, listening to the game, beat my Cleveland Indians because the Indians were complacent. They were stale. They were comfortable. They were comfortable with their wild card lead. And the Boston Red Sox seasons was on the line. They were absolutely desperate. They were making moves like this was their last game of the year. They had to win it. And guess what? They won the game. And so I want to stay determined. I want to stay in a healthy way aggressive in making sure that I'm making wise decisions in um, every area of my business and every area of my life. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Today's episode has been brought to us by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy to use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Start a free trial or sign up today to receive 20% off your first six months Find out more at getjobber.com backslash IM backslash green industry podcast backslash. Of course, that link is on my show notes for today's show. Uh, Just click on that and uh, try a free trial. Or if you want to sign up, you'll get 20% off. So thank you to Jobber for sponsoring today's show. And as always, thank you for everybody who has been dropping reviews and ratings and iTunes or wherever you listen. It helps out with those search engines and helping us get recognized. I really want to say thank you. And I appreciate those of you who have taken the time out to give us feedback. And also thank you to everybody who uh, tags me on the Instagram stories or your Instagram post. Uh, This show has been a hundred percent organic grassroots movement, and it's all happened 
through the basically word of mouth on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, wherever people have been sharing the show. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, When you guys tag me and I see it come up in the Instagram stories, it just means so much. I try my best and I'm going to continue to um, polish this up and and get better and trying to create the best um, podcast that I can. And uh, uh, thank you again, John Pajak. He's, He's been helping me kind of my right-hand man at the show, um, lining up a really, really, really good guest um, later this fall and winter. We got a whole bunch of good guests that I'm um, lining things up with. So it's going to be exciting times, but I appreciate when you share it on Instagram and tag me, and I appreciate when you drop the ratings and reviews. So we will keep on going. Have a great day, and thanks again for taking the time to listen to the Green Industry Podcast.